What's going on, guys? Welcome to your health class, a show about helping you lose fat, love life, then we're changing our generation. I'm Trevor, health and nutrition coach. So, a couple weeks ago, we talked about vaccines. In an episode titled, Vaccines, Vaccines, Vaccines. And so today, we're going to continue talking about that because it's a hot-button talk topic right now. There's a chance you might be getting it soon or you're thinking about getting it right now. Or maybe you're on the fence one way or another. And so I think we need to get all the information out there. Also, just to talk about so we can all be informed and in the loop. And the conclusion we kind of came to in that episode was one side, which was the death rate on the CDC website. So we took we looked at the total cases, the total deaths, and then we looked at how the cor- comorbidities played into it. And after you take into the comorbidities, so comorbidities being obesity, heart disease, diabetes, a whole laundry list of other things, once you take those things out of it, the chances of, chances of actually dying of just COVID alone were less than 1%. And so then we looked at the other side of things, which is the vaccine. The studies that we looked at was looking good. Like for the two big, uh, the two big vaccines coming out being the MRNA vaccines, they both had an effectiveness of 95%. So both of those are looking good, but then that still brought the question of, do we feel like we need it? And we're both kind of in the same position. No, we don't feel like we need it to be honest. With the death rate of COVID being less than 1% for our population, and then looking at the risk of putting something new that's still going through tests in our body just didn't seem like it was worth it to us. That's not saying that that's a way for everybody. Say if you have these core morbidities or any of those conditions that I listed, or say you're just really scared of this disease. I mean, this might be something to consider because it is showing effectiveness. But it's understanding how all this is working. And so today we're gonna dive or I'm gonna dive a little bit more into how the mRNA vaccines work. And then something that kind of caught my eye when I was looking that came out right or came out after I did all the research for the last episode, so it wasn't included. And so how all this plays together has changed the way I view this vaccine a little bit, not not completely, but Still all important things that I would want to know if I was considering putting something like this in my body. And so let's dive into the mRNA vaccines a little bit because this is actually the very first mRNA vaccine that's going to go into like mass production. We've never had an mRNA vaccine be mass produced, used on a large scale. We've tried before. We have not had luck. We're also going to talk about that a little bit because I think that's kind of important to understand, especially when you put everything in into context. And so essentially, mRNA vaccines are giving like instructions to your cells to make a quote-unquote harmless piece of protein. And so this protein has that same spike formation. It's called a spike protein. And so if you see all the pictures of COVID, they're... They have like the little spikes on the outside. And so what it's doing is it's telling your body to make that. And so that when your immune system sees like, hey, like those spikes aren't supposed to be there, it creates 
uh, triggers your immune system, then you create antibodies. And so the whole goal of it is that you're essentially making the antibodies to fight the COVID virus without ever putting the COVID virus in you. So like the vaccines in the past have pretty much been one of two things. They just put an active but like weakened form of the virus in your body, or they put just like a piece of a virus. It's like it's inactivated. It's not the whole thing. So it can't like actually infect your cells. And so the whole goal of it is to create antibodies to teach your body how to protect itself against these things. And so that when you're out in the real world and you come across them, your body doesn't actually get infected because you already know how to fight it. You can see how the mRNA differs is that or the mRNA vaccine differs in the fact that you're not putting any form of the actual COVID virus in there or whatever thing you're trying to defend against, whether it be like a flu virus or something like that. You're not putting any actual virus in you. It's just instruction. So when your cells replicate, puts these spikes on there, triggering your immune system, and then this is going to give your body the instructions it needs that if it ever comes in contact with COVID, that it'll be able to destroy it. And so one really, really big question this gave me, and we talked about this actually a little bit in the last episode. So you're giving my body instructions to make different cells so is this modifying my DNA? Is this like changing how my cells are going to produce? And thank the Lord, like the answer is no. <laughs> I would not have been cool with that, to be honest. I don't really want you guys changing my DNA or affecting like how all my cells replicate from now on. That just doesn't seem like a good idea. So what happens is after your body is able to make these antibodies, the mRNA is broken down. But then... This also kind of brings up another question. So you have the antibodies, you're always going to have those, but how long is this going to be able to protect our bodies against COVID? Because at the end of the day, viruses are able to change just like the flu, how you get a flu shot one year, it's not good for the next year. Or you get the flu one year and you can still get it the next year. It's because the flu is able to mutate and COVID's able to mutate as well. It's been around longer than we think it has. Like, this isn't the first form of COVID out there. This is just the first one that's blown up. Yeah, so we still don't know how long this will last for, but we'll see. And this is why we still need longer-term studies to come out. As all the studies that we've had so far have just been over the course of several months. And this does give us a good indication that it's effective now. But obviously, we won't know how long it's effective for until more research comes out. But then another side of things is that mRNA vaccines aren't new. So even though we've never had one put into production before, we've actually been researching them for around 30 years now. And so the whole idea of them is that, so the huge benefit of mRNA vaccines is that they're able to be scaled much better. So they're quicker to manufacture. They can be uh, designed in labs just based on templates. And so this can scale a hell of a lot faster than the, uh, the old forms of vaccines we've been using all these years. And then another cool thing is that we can target multiple diseases with these. Is So potentially combining like a flu and COVID vaccine all into one just to make things simpler. And streamlining the process so mrna vaccines definitely have the potential of being like 
the vaccine of the future, quote unquote. But things to consider is that so far we have no licensed mRNA vaccines. And this isn't for a lack of trying. We've tried them with the flu. We've tried them for Zika. We've tried them for rabies. We've tried them for CMV. And so far, they haven't been able to make any of these early trials in these work. So there's problems with like instability of the RNA, um, unintended like inflammatory outcomes, and modest immune, immune responses. So... Essentially, it's not getting the full response that it's needed. So this is coming straight from the CDC website, where I've been. They've provided a lot of information on this, and it's really. I feel like when you put this in context, is we've been trying for thirty years, haven't gotten it right, and then we create a vaccine in fewer months than we ever have before of any kind of vaccine. Granted, it's a worldwide pandemic, and everybody is trying to work on it right now. A lot of monetary gain, a lot of just stress relief to get something like this done and giving people this like that peace of mind. So there's a lot of motivation right now. So I think of it kind of like crunch time of when I was in school. When you're like, sometimes you got to wait to the last night and how fast you can get a project done when you have to get that project done. I could see it kind of being like that, to be honest. <laughs> or do you really have a motivation to get that project done right now where maybe we were moving with this, the same motivation these last 30 years? But if we've tried in the last 30 years and we've gotten poor results, you kind of have to wonder what's what could be the results of COVID in the long term. And another thing that this came out right after I did the research from uh, for the last episode, and this is straight from the FDA website, is that the FDA hasn't actually approved any of these COVID vaccines, but they've authorized them for emergency use. So you'll see this online as EUA, Emergency Use Authorization. So these companies that have made these mRNA vaccines, which are Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, and I think they're working to, uh, some of these companies are working to developing them, on developing them with other companies. So there's a couple other companies in there, just in case I missed any of them. But these, all these companies are pretty much working on developing two separate ones. Both are mRNA based. There's some other other companies and other countries trying to develop like inactivated forms or um, weakened forms of the like the COVID virus itself and releasing that, but no, none of those are coming to the U.S. anytime soon. The ones we're focusing on are the mRNA ones, and so the fact that these companies have gotten this emergency use, which means that they're weighing the pros and the cons essentially of the benefits of the vaccines from those like phase three trial studies and the cons of like, what could the side effects be? And so they think that the pros outweigh the cons to just get this out there. So they have not actually done the full amount of testing a normal vaccine would go through. And so when you put all of this together, I think it's very, very interesting, very shaky waters here of, essentially being a test subject 
And I mean, there's a good chance that mRNA is really the way of the future, that this COVID vaccine will be perfectly fine, safe, and will save millions of lives. But the part of me just thinks of what side effects could there be that they haven't found yet since they're fast-tracking things, not doing all the research that's normally needed for a vaccine. So it just raises all these red flags for me. So I'm still pretty much keeping the same stance I had before of if at one point I see that the pros outweigh the cons for me and that I'm not just a test subject, yeah, maybe I'll get the vaccine. But until I see that change, I do not see a purpose to it for myself. One of the good things is, is that even though they've been giving the, given this emergency authorization use, push the vaccine out sooner, is that the FDA still wants them to go through, continue all the testings in order to get an actual license. So they're supposed to keep pursuing a license. So that means all these tests should be done. And so we'll have a better understanding of what is actually done to us in the future instead of being part of the emergency use. And so, yeah, so it'll be a while until we know what this vaccine actually does to us. And if this is where the future is heading, it'd be really awesome if this is where the future is heading. But I think it's really important that we don't just blindly accept this stuff. So like one of the big things I noticed when I was doing this research is a lot of articles telling me how safe it was and to essentially not question it. And I want I want to believe it's safe, just like all you guys do. <laughs> I want there I want all this to end, us to go back to normal. But I also want to make sure that I'm not just blindly accepting this stuff. And so, questioning these things, trying to understand like what our bodies actually need, doesn't just apply to this vaccine. It applies to all the health, all of life. Actually, I mean, if you think about it, if you keep questioning things, keep trying to grow as a person, like you're going to get a lot better results than just blindly accepting what everybody's saying. So the reason this episode I think was just so important to make is that I want you guys to know that my whole beliefs on the vaccine are not set in stone. My whole beliefs on anything in health are not set in stone. All these things, we can always learn more. There's always a whole nother level. And as research evolves, develops, there's so much more to learn. Like We have so much farther to go on vaccines, on nutrition, that there's no reason to like set your, set your beliefs in stone and just never waver from them because that's what's going to lead you being wrong more times than not. And so, like with this, like my perspective has changed a little bit. Like Seeing that the mRNA vaccine, how it works, it both makes me excited for the future of it, that this has the potential of being an even better vaccine for the future, uh, possibly not having, uh, being able to like scale more, just better overall for the human race. And then it also brings up like more concerns of like, this was emergency authorized. We haven't gotten the, we haven't gotten it right in 30 years, but all of a sudden we got it right. These are all questions that are just coming to my mind. And so I'm going to keep looking into them and I'll keep reporting back to you guys what I find. Because 
I want to keep keep this an ongoing conversation of what what's out right now and how can we change our thinking? How can we keep learning? How can we keep growing? And, and so this one was not as long as I thought it would be. But I just want to bring you guys this information and do with it what you will. All right, guys. If you like this episode, if you like the last vaccines episode, share it with one person. Let's get this conversation out there so we're not just blindly following any of this stuff. And have a great rest of your week. All right, guys. Cheerio. Cheerio.